Hi everyone, it's episode 27 of Customers You Click and today I've got Chris Reed with me talking about uh, SEO and the importance of building out your organic channels to ensure that you know, no matter what happens with paid channels, you can continue to grow your business. We talked about SEO a little bit a few weeks ago with Chris from Visibly, um, but that was more from the point of view of exploiting other opportunities to build page one. Today we're talking about how you can use SEO yourself to establish your business and your brand build your own strong organic presence for yourself. Uh, let's get Chris on to explain how. Hi, Chris. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. Uh, if you could tell us tell us a bit about yourself, your background, and, and why you do what you're doing at the moment. Well, man, I'm sitting here sweating my butt off in, in Saigon in, in Vietnam. It's the middle of the hot season. Oh, my God, is it hot and make me question my life. But other than that, it's, uh, it's pretty nice down here. So I'm originally from Brisbane, Australia, uh, studied software engineering at university and worked in finance for many years over in your, your hometown, London, which is a pretty great place to work if you're a software engineer. You know, the two places you can make the most money are either Silicon Valley or working in finance. And I chose the finance route, which was you know, pretty cool until 2008 came along and they had that global financial crisis, which kind of took my job away, which really sucked at the time. Uh, you know, there was no jobs to be had in the, in the finance world. And so I started like thinking, well, what the hell am I going to do with my life? You know, I spent the next couple of years uh, traveling around the world. Thankfully, I'd saved up a, a bunch of money and, uh, you know, dabbled, dabbled around trying to work out what to do. And as I was a computer geek, I started building this online game, not particularly because I wanted to get into business or anything, uh, just because I wanted to learn a new type of programming. And as the game came to fruition, I was like, well, how the hell do you get people to a website to play the damn thing? And so that's when I started studying about SEO. And then I discovered what backlinks are. And backlinks, they're just a link from one website to another. And that's the secret behind how Google works. I, I built a bunch of backlinks to my website. It shot up in the rankings. And I was like, holy cow, I'm sitting on a gold mine. I ditched the game, never even finished it built some software to organize and uh, organize backlinks, built some websites, threw some links at them, ranked them. And man, we took a whole bunch of orders and we've been doing it ever since. What got you looking at SEO specifically over like other channels? I suppose well, the I mean, channels are paid, aren't they? Well, it's exactly. I mean, it was really just a fluke that I, you know, learnt, learnt SEO, with, but it's, it's fabulous. And now, obviously, I've been working in marketing for 10 plus years and you know, understand a lot about it. And SEO has so much advantage over any paid traffic, you know, like Facebook or YouTube. All digital marketing kicks the crap out of any other traditional marketing. Like, you know, if you look at radio ads or TV ads or newspaper ads, they're really, really expensive. And how the hell do you measure the success of them? So, like, why bother? But, you know, Facebook ads and YouTube ads, they're, they're certainly effective or otherwise, well, Facebook wouldn't be worth what it is. YouTube actually loses money every year, so it's not really worth anything. Uh, but you also got to think about what is someone's intent. You know, like someone can be sitting on the tube or, or riding a bus and they see a Facebook ad and they click on your product. That's just cost you money. But they don't have a credit card out. They can't buy anything. Where SEO, the intent is there. Someone is actively searching right now for exactly what you do. You know, what is more powerful than that? You don't have to interrupt them. Like all of those other forms of marketing, Seth Godin, the granddaddy of marketing, he coined the term interrupt marketing. And all of those other forms of marketing, you're interrupting people that want to be doing anything else. They don't want to be seeing your ad. 
where SEO, they're actively searching for exactly what you do, which is fantastic. And, you know, there is PPC AdWords, which you can like, you know, pay Google money and rank, rank your website or get, get your listing shown in Google. And that works too, but it's bloody expensive and it's not compounding. The beauty of uh, SEM, as it's called, search engine marketing and SEO. So SEM, everything you spend, as soon as you stop spending, you stop getting. Where SEO, whatever you spent last month, you get this month and you get next month. And it's compounding. You know, I, I think it was Albert Einstein that said, you know, compound interest is the most powerful thing in the universe. Those that understand it, earn it, and those that don't, pay it. You know, and it's, it's so true with SEO. Everything that you do, you keep getting and year after year. So like what sort of investment is a, you, ever, you ever going to get that's better than that in your business? Yeah, completely agree. Uh, it's something I've, I've talked to a lot of people about. You know, um, the majority of, I, I see a lot of companies focusing on those paid channels and, and spending money and spending money. And you, and you think, well, if there ever comes a point at which for some reason you can't spend that money, your, your business kind of disappears. Um, you yeah, know, well, if, I mean, well you, you should hope that you'd, you'd never have to not be able to spend that money. I mean, if you're getting a, a return on your investment, it, it should be okay. But it is only going to get more expensive. You know, as more people come into the market and, you know, more people are bidding for those same amount of clicks. You know, Facebook only has so much real estate, those clicks get more and more expensive. So you're, you're up against those competitors where SEO, you're building a fortress. You're building a, a nice ring around your business that protects it because, yeah, it does take time to build a valuable digital asset, but, you know, it, it takes a lot more time for your competitors to come and, come and you know, take some of your traffic. Uh, another thing, though, a difference, difference with SEM and SEO is the actual click-through rate. So, you know, there's 10 search results, organic search results on the front page of Google, and they're certainly not divided equally. So if you're at the bottom of page, page one, you're getting between you know, three, three and 4% of the clicks. If you're in the middle, you get you know, around seven to 10%. And if you're at the top, you get over 30% of the clicks. So the difference between being number 10 and number one is 10 times the amount of traffic, 10 times. So it's massive. And if you're even number one of AdWords, so you've paid, for, paid to be on the front page of Google, you're only looking at about 6% of the clicks as well. You know, Google constantly changes the layout of, of their search results to try and get people to click on more ads because that's where they make all of their money. You know, the parent company Alphabet, you know, it's, it's got a whole bunch of other services that they do, but something like 95% of their revenue comes from Google ads. It's almost all of it. And so they certainly want people clicking on ads, but it's only a small percentage of that. The vast majority goes to the organic. And if you think about whatever market you're in, you know, whether you sell you know, sneakers or glasses or you know, whatever widgets, there's only so much demand in the market. There's only so many people out there searching for something and they're either finding you or they're finding your competitors. You know, like it's great if people know your brand. Like, you know, that's why Coca-Cola spends so much money on branding. So whenever you think of a drink, you go, oh, Coca-Cola would be great. You know, and, and it works for massive companies. But if you sell a little widget, it's great once people know you and they'll keep buying your widget, but there's only so many people that are out there searching for widgets and they're finding you or your competitors. So you might as well do some work and get your, get your website bound. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
yeah, you're right about the the traffic levels as well. But it's quite amazing that even on just one page with ten organic results on it, the difference between spot one and spot ten. Yeah, you, and they're, they're you're talking about Mo- a little bit of scrolling to see those. Moz results. Uh, did a really great case study way back in 2014 of those search results, and uh, Ahrefs just did one that just came out a couple months ago, and it's almost identical. So over six years, it's not changed at all. It's still three point something percent in number ten, and thirty one point something percent for number one. That's amazing, isn't it? Um, so do you, do you hear any like common myths or misconceptions about SEO in the, in the marketing industry? Yeah. The people think it's risky and that it's a gamble, which is total BS. Like, you know, people that don't understand it might think it's a gamble, but it's like, it's not going away. Google needs to provide organic search results or no one's going to use their search engine. Uh, and that, you know, Google has the best software engineers in the, in the world and gazillions of them. And they're comp- you know, constantly updating the algorithm to, to get better and better at search results. And all they're looking for is, you know, good websites that load fast, you know, don't have broken links, have a great user experience, have quality content that can be trusted. And like, that's never going to change. If you're providing that, then you're going to keep ranking. And so, you know, back when I first got into SEO and you could build crappy links to a crappy website and rank it, those days are well gone. You need to show that you're an authority that can be trusted. You know? and, but back when I started, you could build, build a crappy website, but there wasn't as many people searching for anything and there wasn't as many people willing to buy anything. The, the online marketplace is just growing phenomenally every year, you know, especially with this you know, COVID rubbish. Like you know, all the shops shut, well, everyone's buying everything online. You know, people stuck at home, they're buying stuff. Like, you know, now so many business, you know, businesses and office workers don't go to offices, they work from home. You know, so on their lunch break, they don't go to the shop, they go surfing online to buy stuff. So it's never like been more valuable than now to have an online business. And it's only ever going to increase. You know, in 10 years, it's going, it, you know, today's going to look like, you know, the wild west and, you know, we're so simple. So, you know, like if you invest, you know, you, sh- you should be looking at your business as a long-term prospect. You know, you're not in business for one month or one year. Like in 10 years' time, the internet is going to be everything. You know, it's already well on, on the way. So like investing in a website now that drives your business growth, like what better, better investment are you ever going to get? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been talking on, on LinkedIn actually about how uh, this idea that retail is dead. Um, and obviously, you know, the, the pandemic hasn't really helped. But if the experience online is so much quicker and easier than offline, then, you know, more and more people are going to go online and keep searching. And so you, you really need to have not only just a website, but you need to have a website that you can get visibility on. So either paid or, or organic. And that is actually a good experience for people. It's, it's so easy for people to, you know, click on that link to your website, but if it doesn't load quickly or if it's difficult to find the products, it's so easy for people to just click the back button and click on a different link. For sure. And, and that's exactly another reason why SEO is so good against other forms of marketing too. Like even if you have a YouTube channel or a Facebook page, it's really easy for people to get distracted. You know, they're watching your, your YouTube video, but YouTube's suggesting all these other things for them to watch. Same with Facebook. It's always like, here's some more stuff to look at. You know, it's really easy for them to like move away from what, from you where if someone's actively searched for you and gone to your website, 
you've kind of got a captive audience. As long as you, you know, provide them with the information that they're looking for, you, you know, they're, they're right there and they're not going to get distracted too easily. Let's say that you've got an established company that wants to re- have a look at their SEO strategy, maybe revamp things. What are some of the key things that you'd want to look at? Uh, so really, you should think about what sort of business growth do you want? Like people often you know, come to me and say, oh, how much is SEO? Well, it's, you can spend any amount you want. You look at a Goto and they spend like a billion dollars a year on SEO. Like you can, you can spend that much money. Can your, can your business handle that much growth? What you need to do is build a strategy that's right for your business. You know, like if you're getting 10 customers a month at the moment and you get 100 next month, are you going to be able to handle that demand? And if you went from 100 and then you only get 10 the next month, how are you going to handle like all those extra employees that you brought on to, to deal with it? How are you going to pay payroll? It's not going to happen. You need to build a strategy that you know, is consistent with your business growth. So like if you can grow at a, a great rate of like 7% per month, month on month, then awesome. And that's what you can do with SEO is you know exactly how many people are searching each keywords. You know exactly what you need to do to do it. You build a strategy and it works every time. Like a, a, a fabulous book called, uh, what's his name? Matthew Perry, 80-20 Sales and Marketing. It's a f- fantastic book. And on, in one chapter of that, he talks about providing guarantees. And he, you know, he said in every sale, there's someone taking the risk. You're either taking the risk or your customer. And you should take that risk away from your customer. And we, we took his advice and started offering guarantees on our work because it is, it's the same thing we do every time, no matter what the industry or what the niche they're working in. It's you find what your potential customers are searching for, which Google you know, gives you all that information through you know, Google AdWords tool. Then you structure your website, your content, build up your authority to show Google that you're the perfect answer to that person's search query. And they put that website right in front of where the person's actively looking. Then you just ask them to buy things. It's simple as that. And so, yeah, we've, we've been providing guarantees for a long time now. And man, like I, anyone that's not providing guarantees on their, on their products, are 100%, it'll, it'll really send your business into overdrive. It's a weird one with guarantees. Like I don't see it offered much in the UK with marketing agencies. I do see it offered with uh, kind of like those one-off product purchases or like little courses and things like that. Yeah, because you know, most market, marketing agencies don't know what they're doing and they're talking BS. That's why they don't offer a guarantee. If you have a, a proven strategy that is consistent, it, you know, they don't do it because they're, they're worried about the risk, right? If they were so confident in the work that they can provide that they know that they do this and it works every time, they'd offer a guarantee. And really with digital marketing, it is that simple. You follow the recipe, you provide what Google's looking for, you know, all the things we just mentioned before, fast loading website that has a good user experience, quality content, show that you're an authority. It, it works absolutely every time. Yeah, I suppose as long as you're uh, adapting the strategy as well to, to the changes and like keep it, keeping on top of things. But Well, I mean, the, the changes with Google algorithms are only it getting more precise. It's not like it changes and it's looking for different stuff. It's just getting better at looking at the same stuff. Like it's getting better, like, you know, the medic update, you know, Google's very cautious with people offering medical advice. You need to show industry citations. Where did this come from? Who is the author? You know, they, they need to be able to clearly document that you know what you're talking about. You can't just say, you know, some miracle cure for diabetes or whatever. 
And, you know, so if you're providing what Google wants, you win every time. And it's the same with every, every industry. You know, if you've got quality backlinks to your website, if you've got a great reputation, you're going to rank. If you have crappy, spammy backlinks and you're trying to cheat the system, Google's going to find you eventually and slap you down. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, it makes, well, it makes perfect sense. Um, just regarding kind of the, I guess, how you approach SEO, could, can a business, could a business rank well if they only do on-site or off-site SEO or, or do you have to do both? and have a good strategy around both. So Ahrefs, which is a fantastic tool, phenomenal tool for SEO, and uh, it's a pretty expensive tool, but they actually have a, a, a trial. I think it's like $7 for seven days, and like that's pretty damn affordable. And it, you, can log, you can sign up for that and get so much information on your own, biz, on your own website and your, own, and your competition. So that's a great place to start. But they do super cool case studies all the time one that came out just recently, they analyzed 2 billion pieces of content. So 2 billion pieces of content is a, is a lot of content. And they found that 90.63% of content gets no traffic from Google. That's almost all the traffic. Like, like only 9.37% of content gets any traffic. And it's a really, really long article. And it, like it even gets into like the, the really refined amounts like it's only 0.21% of content that gets over a thousand visitors a month. So very small amount. And you can read this giant long article that explains why it all is, but it basically comes down to the content has no backlinks. If you have no backlinks, you cannot rank in Google. Like, cause if you're writing content and no one's linking to it, Google thinks, well, why, why does anyone care about this? If no one else cares about this, why would we care about it? And because Google can't trust you implicitly, you know, you might, you might be the, the most knowledgeable person in your niche, you know, offline, but Google doesn't know that. They can't ask your neighbor that you're cool and trustworthy. They have to see what's online and who's talking about you. You know, like uh, Larry Page, the co-founder of Google, it's his algorithm, the, the page rank algorithm that is the backbone of how Google works. And whilst he was at university, he, he surmised that, you know, when you do a thesis, you know, if everyone's, you know, referencing your thesis, then you are really credible. And you figure, well, that must be the same with a website. If you have a website and everyone's referencing your website, linking to your website, then you must have a good website and you must be trustworthy and you should go up in the rankings. Turned out to be a really, really great way to structure websites. And that's why Google destroyed all the competition. So yeah, you can have the fastest loading website with the best content. And if you have zero backlinks, you'll get zero traffic. Does Google differentiate much between like a follow link or uh, just like mentions? So if people are talking about your brand online and Google can see that and they can see, you know, I don't know, it's positive comments, for example. Um, do, do, they, do they take that into account and say, well, we, we, you know, they might not be providing those links to you, but we can see they're talking about you. Yeah, so like the, the BBC doesn't uh, provide backlinks. Like if you're in BBC News, they won't link to you. Uh, but Google does see your name mentioned and it'll give you some not notoriety. So it's not a bad thing. Like, you know, if the BBC is talking about your brand, like that's pretty cool. But yeah, it's not that straightforward. Uh, I mean, most people, that's not what you're really going to be focusing on. Like if you're big enough to get mentioned in BBC, then you're probably going to have some other backlinks as well. Uh, you know, I mean, the, a big reason that 
well, I do podcasting is to get backlinks, you know, like it's, it's great that we can get in front of someone else's audience. I get to talk about what we do and what we talk about all day long. But the main reason I want is really niche relevant backlinks. So backlinks, uh, it's good. The, the higher the domain authority, the better. So like, you know, if a, a trusted source like Oxford University is linking to you, that's fantastic. But it's really goes down to niche relevance. Like if you're a, if you're a plumber, and another plumber's linking to you, that's awesome because who knows more about plumbing than another plumber? So that can even mean more as a backlink than some, you know, than Oxford University linking to you because do they know anything about plumbing? Well, if it's their plumbing department, maybe it does. But like getting niche relevancy is what's really important. So that's why like, you know, I go on business podcasts and talk about SEO and digital marketing, how to grow your business. You know, we don't particularly want to rank for SEO type keywords because generally people that uh, are searching SEO, and this is a thing you always need to think about, is search intent. So people searching SEO, their intent is to learn about SEO, which is you know, not our customers. Our customers are business owners that want to learn, how do I get more customers? You know, that's what they're interested in. Because you know, smart business owners understand that you can't do everything. You know, I'm a huge fan of Mike McCallowitz, uh, author of, of Profit First and Clockwork. You know, and Profit First is a, you know, a book about how to have a profitable business. And he, he provides training for accountants to be Profit First consultants. My accountant is a Profit First consultant and always makes sure our business is profitable, which is fantastic. Uh, his other book, which is Clockwork, which is about how to build a business that does not revolve around you, that works like clockwork when you go on holidays. Uh, you know, shows you that you shouldn't be doing it all. Just like, you know, the main concept of that book is about to have, you know, what's your queen bee role as your business? Like, what does your business do? And if your business doesn't do SEO, you shouldn't be learning SEO. Like our business is not an accounting business. So we use an accountant to do our books. You know, like there's no way that you're going to get as good at SEO as, well, any of our analysts. And like, it's, it's, and that's very true when you're going after competitive terms, right? You're up against professionals that are doing this. And, you know, if it's not what your business does, then you can, should be focusing on, you know, your core business processes and, you know, serving your customers. Yeah, absolutely agree with that. Yeah. It, I think people undervalue uh, experts a little bit um, and do try and either do everything themselves or hire in people whose role is to do a bit of everything in marketing. Yeah, well, even like th- 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 that really drives me crazy. Like, why? Like, why would you hire one person to come into your company, like full time person, to be your marketing guy? It's like there's no way they're going to be as good as an agency or reliable as an ag agency. And even if they were, you're now like you're stuck with them. Like, what if they get hit by a bus? There's no like backup plan, you know? Like, or or they leave. Who's going to take over? Where if you're using an agency, like you know, it's not one person that works on any one of our customers. We have our strategists that design the strategy, our content team that writes the content, analysts that do all the SEO stuff, like the link building team that do the link building. There's no no way in hell you're going to find one person that's as good as you know our whole team. So like it's crazy doing stuff in house. You should always hire agencies whenever you're doing anything. You know if you you, know, you wouldn't build your own office furniture, so why are you building your own website? <laughs> Um, I don't know if I fully agree with that. I mean, uh, if you if you're big enough to bring in specialists in house, then that works really well. Well, I mean, uh, if yeah. you can afford to have like a, a whole team of a hundred people, yeah. yeah sure. 
<laughs> yeah, but it's but it is those smaller companies that I will hire. You know, I remember you know a couple of years ago when I was the last time I was searching for jobs, um, seeing uh, jobs for you know heads of marketing or head of growth or marketing director, and the job role was just we expect you to execute like everything yourself. Like we're expecting you as this one person to run PPC, social social ads, uh, SEO, PR, email campaigns, website optimization, uh, P&L, and all that stuff. And you think, how can one person do any of this well if you're asking yeah. them to, to, run your, to, to run an entire business on their own? Uh, and, it's just, and, and you've got no one else to like, you know, run ideas by like you know we've we've got i see all the different skype chats we have with all our different teams and they're constantly like throwing up ideas about this and read this article and you know talking stuff if you're working by yourself you're not going to have all the all of that you know extra extra knowledge and people that you can rely on yeah definitely definitely um so just going back to seo a little bit more um what are what are some of the biggest mistakes you see or almost common mistakes you see uh, companies making except not uh, going to a specialist for sure, but uh, not not understand. I mean, common mistakes. I mean, there's so many. Uh, one one thing, like we we work with a lot of big podcasters. Uh, you know, John Lee Dermis for Entrepreneurs on Fire is one of them, uh, and he, you know, one of his biggest affiliate programs is how to start a podcast, and so he was ranking really well for how to start a podcast. You know, he's been in the game for ten plus years before podcasting was really a thing, which you know kind of got lucky. You know, he's he's started off early and podcasting became big and he was already there, you know? Uh, and so he had this page that was ranking really well and earning lots of money. And so he built more content around how to start a podcast. And then he ended up with what's called keyword cannibalization because Google wasn't sure which page to rank for how to start a podcast. And they all started competing with each other and pulling down his rankings uh, because he had, you know, crappy site structure and bad keyword targeting. Because, you know, his website was not organized with a proper strategy. It was just like crap, put on crap, put on crap. And after 10 years, it's a lot of crap. Uh, you know, so we spent months like cleaning that up. It was, it was a, a real lot of, lot of uh, hassle. So, you know, what you really need to do is start off, you know, and this is the thing that web designers, you know, they break my heart. They can make beautiful websites, but beautiful websites don't sell things. Words sell things. And people need to find those words if it's going to do anything. And you need to start out with keyword research. You need to understand what your potential customers are searching for. And that should direct everything you do. You know, what are your main category pages? What are your internal blog pages? If you do a podcast, what, uh, what is each episode going to be ranking for? You know, what is the content you need to write? Like you can get so much from that. And you know, web, web designers, like they just, just focus on making pretty websites where it doesn't have to be pretty. Unless you're a web designer, no one really cares what your website looks like. It needs to show what the hell do you do. You know, if you, someone comes to your website, it needs to be really clear. Oh, you're a plumber and you fix toilets. Fantastic. That's exactly what I need. And then it needs to show that you're an expert that they can trust. You know, like that, that's the most important thing. Do you, do you solve the problem this person's searching for? Are you an expert that they can trust? Then make it easy for them. How do they, how do they click on a button and, and you know, do business with you? Yeah, definitely. I, I do think uh, for certain industries and certain maybe bigger companies, there is a bit of an aspect of if the website doesn't look professional, you might suffer a little bit there. But if the website you know, perfectly explains how you can fix someone's problems, 
it's going to convert better than a really, really pretty website that people just can't work out and you know can't figure out how to contact you or, or, or buy a product or something. Yeah, um, I mean, ideally, your website looks beautiful and has great user experience, but you know, it's not the first thing you need to worry about, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely agree. It's uh, yeah, m- making sure it actually addresses customers' problems and your, your audience's problems um, and they know what they're getting from you. That's, that is absolutely the most important thing. Do you see any tr- like trends coming up in SEO over the next, I don't know, like 18 months? Do you, do you think? I mean, mo- mobile search has, has become more of a thing. There's a lot, of, lot, of, lot more search done from, from that. So search queries are getting longer and longer. But, you know, it's just always the same process. You know, have, have a really well-structured website so that you know, so it's clear for Google to understand what you're about and really easy for users to, you know, find what they're looking for. You know, if you look at a website from a, from a layman, you know, is it really easy for them to find what they're looking for? Look at the URL structure. Like when you're, you know, five rows deep, does it tell you what it is? Like, you know, if you think about Amazon, right? It's like amazon.com slash movies slash music slash fashion. Then under fashion, you got men's and women's and under men's, you got like, you know, trousers and shirts or whatever, you know, and so the URL, you can clearly see exactly what you're looking for. That should be the same with your products and your your categories and your you know your subcategories. Yeah, so it's kind of more about just being more precise. Um, just, that's that's it, and it's never going to change. Like that, it, you, your website is you know mobile friendly. That it that it's really easy to use. You want to make sure that you know forms are smaller on mobile than they are on on you know a desktop. You you want to make sure that the content you know speaks to your customer. That it shows you know, that you're an expert, like it's, it's just getting more precise. There's nothing particularly any, any particular trends that are, that are moving forward. Like SEO is not that hard. It's not that hard to really understand. It's, you know, ticking those boxes to Google, making sure like the main one is that you're an authority. You know, if Google doesn't trust you, they won't rank you. So that's what you need to do is build up your, your reputation. You know, what, what's, what's his name? Warren Buffett. It's, you know, it takes a lifetime to build a reputation, minutes to destroy it. Well, that's the same as building a website. You, you, you never finished building a website, right? Like the whole purpose of it is to generate your customers and, you know, and grow your business and should continually grow itself and get bigger and bigger and, you know, help you fuel your business growth. Yeah, I remember uh, this was eight, seven, eight years ago now, uh, one of the big flower delivery companies, like online ordering companies, um, not just in the UK, actually. Uh, I think it was coming up to Valentine's Day. They did a massive, massive link building campaign, and uh, and Google just removed them. Ah, uh, yeah, I do so, remember hearing the one. I can't remember the, what 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 company it was, but yeah, like doing doing tricky things. It's like it's not worth it, you know. Like even if you make a little bit more money now, but then you destroy your brand. What's the point, you know? Yeah, especially when you're when you're that bigger company. I think it happened to BMW quite a while ago as well. Um, they got caught for, uh, I think it was putting, uh, like, sp- uh, what's it called? Like, spamming the page with keywords, basically, but then making the text the same color as the background. So is yeah, it- like, don't, don't. That's a lesson that do not try and trick Google because they're <laughs> yeah. really smart and they will work it out eventually and come and slap your ass. So yeah. Just do what they want you to do and, and you'll win. Like, so there's no need to do all these nasty little tricks. You know, like your business should make money. 
your website should generate you money. And if it's like, if it's generating you money, like why not invest in it properly? It, it does cost money to build a website because it's valuable and building anything that's valuable, you know, costs money or otherwise everyone would do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, are there any, any tactics, I guess, that people have used a lot over the last few years that have started to, to drop out of significance? So obviously, you know, kind of spammy backlinks were something you could do like 10 years. Yeah. Ago. I mean, you, you can still do spammy backlinks. I mean, one, one thing that's still very prominent is uh, private blog networks. So like if a business goes out of business, their domain name might have authority. So like, you know, Kodak, right? Like I think they're out of business now. Uh, you know, they probably don't renew their domain eventually. And so you can go and buy Kodak.com and that's a really authoritative domain with lots of, lots of backlinks to it. So you can then like prop it up, put some content on there and link it to wherever you want. And it's a really good backlink. And so you can buy all old domains and do that. And it's just on the, the level that you, you do it at that's dodgy. If you just made it a single page website and, and link to your site, then it's crap. But, you know, if you made Kodak a really great website and link to it, you know, there, there's some people that spend yeah, thousands of dollars on each private blog network. Some people spend hundreds, you know, and so it's, you know, it, it's based on the quality. It is a cheaper way to build links, but again, it's a bit dodgy and Google is always looking for link patterns and they're just going to keep on getting smarter. So I, I, I wouldn't suggest it. Yeah. But it, I mean, I mean, in terms of the, the less spammy tactics, um, you know, are there, were there like some best practices maybe a couple of years ago that just aren't so significant anymore or is it, yeah, is it I mean, actually just a case of, you know, people were just doing something that was a bit more general before and that tactic has just got more and more refined. Yeah. I mean like all of the black hat, like keyword stuffing, you know, is, is, you know, Google can detect that better and better. You need to have, you know, quality original content and you don't need to, uh, you know, stuff every keyword into the page. Google's smart enough that they can understand like the, the correlation between men's clothing and men's fashion and you don't need to put clothing on your website and just talk about fashion the whole time and it'll still rank. So yeah, like as Google gets better, then you, you well, crappy SEO techniques don't need to happen as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, just a, a couple of things more on, for, on your preferences, I guess, really. Um, do you have any pet peeves when it comes to marketing? Um, maybe it's like a consumer rather than, like an agency working with businesses. So any, any tactics you see that you just really, really hate or. Uh, none that I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, I mean, I, I try and get away from marketing. Like I, I, one thing that they have now in Vietnam is, is in most elevators, they have fricking TVs with ads on them. And it's like, Oh my God, this is annoying. You know, it's, it's distracting and, and, you know, it's just one more time to get in your face and it's, you know, that's interrupt marketing that's not very effective. Uh, you know, I try and keep away from Facebook because it just sucks your life away and there's a waste of time. Uh, YouTube ads I find are really untargeted. Like I, you know, I watch crap on YouTube every now and then and like it's so rare that you ever see any ad that is anywhere near relevant to you. So it's like that's not very effective. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just people... You, well, probably agencies burning up people people's money because they don't know what they do, and yeah, you know, that that just 
makes me even more convinced that SEO is the right, right way to do any marketing. But yeah, like no, there's nothing in particular that, that annoys me. Just kind of like untargeted interruptive ads. Just exactly. I mean, yeah, like you, you, you don't want to be interrupted when you're doing other things. Like, you know, if you listen to the radio, if you, well, if I'm ever in Australia and driving around, then, you know, you, you don't want to be listening to a song and some stupid ad comes on, you know? Yeah. I think I saw that with Spotify a lot as well, really. Um, I guess, I guess well, I, I haven't had a free account for quite a few years now, but yeah, the, the ads on there just weren't targeted. And I guess that maybe they just didn't have the data for it. But uh, yeah, you'd have play a couple of songs and then every, I don't know, five songs, an advert would play. And uh, in fact, well, once YouTube, what, they just don't know enough about you where, Google, where Facebook knows a lot more about you so that at least ads are somewhat targeted. Yeah, w- one thing I, I'm pretty convinced by though is when Spotify plays ads, it turns the volume up. I'm yeah, pretty sure the ads are, ads are louder than, uh, than the music you get. That's, that's pretty common in most places, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, this has been really fantastic stuff, Chris. Um, really, really interesting. SEO is not a channel that I am particularly knowledgeable about. You know, got a bit of that base knowledge. So it's, it's good to hear that you basically just have to do things better, right? Just That's right. <laughs> be a good business, do things properly. Uh, I guess think about the customer first. And uh, yeah, think, think about what your potential customers are searching for because often they don't know that you're the solution to their problem. You know, like they're, they're searching for the headache. You know, and so that's what you need to show them. Like it's, it's easy enough if you're a plumber, you know, everyone knows your toilet's broken, you fix a plumber. But if you have a more, you know, like, like us, right? We don't want to rank for SEO keywords. We want to rank for people that are going, how do I get more customers? That's perfect for us. That's the problem that they're searching for. So think about what, what's the problem that your customer is searching for. Yeah, exactly. Um, so how can people get in touch if they want to speak to you or find out more about what you do? Yeah, sure. So if you, you Google the coolest guy in SEO, you'll see my pretty face all over the planet. But uh, also, if you go to artrseo.com slash monkeyblocks, I'll personally do a video website review for you. So I'll show you, you know, what your potential customers are searching for in what volume and show you some simple things you can change yourself on your website well, to get, to get it in front of where these people are actively looking and predictably grow your business. So that's artrseo.com slash monkeyblocks. Brilliant. Cool. And I'll make sure there's a link to that on the, uh, on the blog post for, for the episode. Fabulous. Well, all right. It's been an absolute pleasure. Cheers, Chris. Bye-bye. As Chris mentioned, you know, for any business, there, there is kind of a limit on the amount of search volume for your keywords. You know, granted, some of the keywords are, are massive and have massive volume, but there's still that limit that you're having to, to fight over and share with other brands. And for brands who are lesser known or don't have the brand equity built up, you're having to fight over the more generic keywords around the product, uh, whether that's more transactional, like you know, buy shirts for work, or more informational keywords like what are the best shirts for working in an office. If you haven't got that brand equity, people aren't searching for your brand and your product. They're not coming straight to your website. They're not clicking through your emails necessarily. So you need to make sure that when they're doing those more generic uh, transactional or informational searches, you're actually popping up and, and claiming some of that uh, some of that traffic. You know, as you said, uh, you know the impact of SEO can be pretty astonishing. With just three percent of clicks occurring on uh, the, the the last search result on page one, and thirty one percent on position one. You know, and, and pretty much page two onwards is is almost pointless, really, apart from the fact that you're almost there on page one. 
Um, so if you get your strategy right, you do a good job on your SEO or hire a good agency to do it, uh, you'll see fantastic results. You know, provide great quality content, have a good site speed, good customer experience, and, and you'll get the, see the benefits from this. You know, as with any other market, area of marketing, really, you know, focus on what your customers want, be the best at doing that, and you'll succeed. If you want to learn more about SEO and how you can build up your presence on Google, reach out to Chris on LinkedIn or drop an email to will at customersyouclick.com and that can put you in the right direction. Uh, next week, I've got Sam McNerney talking about how you can use customer feedback and how listening to your audience can really help you grow your business faster. But until then, keep those customers clicking.